0: Namaste. Plasticity. When mother was asked, what are the things needed for the new creation? Most important qualities. So, people may have expected the ability to concentrate for many hours, the ability to meditate, the ability to hold your breath. Nothing, none of these she mentioned. She did not even mention devotion and faith. Because she's talking of qualities, not the processes. What did she mention? Three things. She said the power of immobility or equanimity. Second, wideness. And the third is plasticity. And very interestingly, she gives an example of things which are its opposite. Which prevents you from receiving the new creation. And when the disciple, she told passingly, she didn't want to, offend anyone she said passingly I see that many things which are given so much importance for spiritual life have no importance at all she just mentioned it so then somebody asked the mother later on mother for example like we give so much importance in India about ascetic practices waking up early in the morning taking a bath then praying to God moral ideas about the sanctity of marriage these two things she mentioned And such things, from the higher point of view, they are not only no importance, they create a very rigid structure. Just imagine a person, if I don't keep fast on a particular day, if I don't take a bath, if I don't wake up, I have done some great this thing. Plasticity is suppleness, the ability to mould oneself according to the divine will. And divine will doesn't act according to a fixed format. That's why you see Krishna cannot be understood. That's why Srivinda says he is exiled from Vrindavan. Someone asked why he is exiled from Vrindavan. Even the gopis didn't understand. If you read the Bhagavad, Krishna is dancing with each one. And they are enjoying. You know what did they started thinking? They got into the feeling that they are very beautiful. And pride See, we are so special. That's why Krishna is dancing with us. It is Krishna's grace and his love that he can come down to any level, come to any level. It's Krishna's grace that, you know, he can become the Premi Kivas Paratrathakyo. He can, you know, be a charioteer. He could have fought the battle and yet he consents to be. So, because of that, And if you look at Krishna's exploit, killing his maternal uncle, not considered a very nice thing, (laughs) mama, for the sake of dharma, and placing Ugrisen in his place, eloping with Rukmini, asking Parth Arjuna, to elope with his sister, Subhadra, Jarasandh killing of Jarasandh, Sishupal, his own cousin, apparently siding with Pandavas, None of his exploits were understood by people of his time. And they started calling names to him. Bhurishrava in the battle tells him, Corrupter of youth and their morals. That's how they call the liberator (laughs) from all things. But all these frames, necessary as they are to operate in our ignorance. They are needed. In ignorance you need some frameworks. But they are not the last word of divine action. Divine doesn't act according to these frames. If he did, then he would. there would be no death, no evil, no suffering. Yet he uses all these for the growth of, you know, for the great purpose for which this creation is made. There would be no destruction at all, but divine destroys when he has to destroy. Kali doesn't, you can't say... Kalimata, I am a good human being. (laughs) She laughs, she (laughs) says. I have the command. That's it. She doesn't act according to your um, please have pity on me. See, I am a helpless fellow. I have children to feed on. Nothing. That command is command. See, some of the stories of Shiva, you can't understand (laughs) how he acts. Krishna's stories. So, the divine, if our minds are rigid, With fixed ideas and opinions, it is an obstacle to the divine will and its expression. Plasticity is described as the ability to adapt to any change of things and to make the progress needed. You progress through anything. For example, there are people who say, Oh, if I am only if I wish I was in ashram, I would progress. But the person who is plastic, you know what he'll say? I wish I could be, but if I am not, I can make use of these circumstances and progress. He's not rigid, that I have to do this to progress. So this ability of our consciousness to adapt to the different changes. And there are any number of situations, circumstances in life. Even here you will find, you thought that you will do progress in a certain way. And life throws a challenge. See? People used to face these things. Two examples, one of course, I think Rishab Chanji, I have several times shared this. That he was given the task of killing khatmal, bugs in the cot. He's a Jan. And he writes to Shurubindu, Mother has given me this work, probably she doesn't know that I am a (laughs) Jan. And Shurubindu replied, Whatever work Mother has given you is meant for your progress. So that limits broke. Ravindraji, handling eggs, pakka vegetarian, not supposed to touch eggs. She would give a work which is important to break these formations. Champaglalji. Once he was, you see how she brought plasticity in different ways. So Champakalaji used to wear a Janev. So one day mother asked, So, you would like to wear this? He said, No, but I have to, you know, do it. If I don't wear, my parents will feel bad or something. She said, Yes, but if you don't wear, they will progress. (laughs) So he cut it and removed the Janev. Some of the pictures you see earlier, with no? but if you remove it, another instance somebody told me, you know, these are formations, nothing else. So, someone was carrying a flower vase in the right hand. And the mother asked this person to give a book. What do we normally do? We, don't, we are not supposed to pick up with the left hand and give. no. So he shifted the hand, put the flower vase into the left hand to the book and give to mother. Mother consciously, why did you do this? Mm-hmm. Mother, we are not supposed to give a book by the <laughs> left hand Give it. Who told you this? <laughs> and then <laughs> she said, no. Give me with the left hand. She would break. Now these are small examples. Adapting. When people would complain about the son, what did she come? She given an answers. She said, make friends with the son initially she would stop the rain when sometime people prayed. Then she said, no, no. That's not the way. The gods come and complain. Then what is it, mother? You tell, tell us to stop the rain. Why can't your children be uh, able to bear the rain? He said, okay? So, it is there in Monada as one of the conversations also. It is there in agenda also. So, that day the rains came and she said to all the children, your performance was very admirable. Because I had a pact with the rain god and he said, I am going to travel. I said, okay, try today. So, this kind of, you know, that's why in ashram context she used to say, when people would want to change the department, she would say, that's not the way, change yourself. Another place he would say, changing houses will not make you progress. But if you make your consciousness change, then you will have no need to change the houses. So, all these are many examples of suppleness. I'll just read a little on this. And you know, this is necessary. The mother has one place spoken of three types of examinations that are conducted upon us. And she says, they don't come and say, okay. You are practicing integral yoga, today is going to be your examination or tomorrow. She says, no, they happen through the small events of life. And then she says, the big events, it is easy, you are prepared. Today the boss is going to shout at me, you are all prepared, you know. But the small trivial events, through that they come. And then she says, there are three types of examinations set by the forces of nature. Those set by spiritual and divine forces and those set by hostile forces. These last are the most deceptive in their appearance. And to avoid being caught unawares and unprepared requires a state of constant watchfulness which means to make progress any which way. Vigilance has been defined as ability to make progress through anything. Sincerity and humility. The most commonplace circumstances, the events of everyday life, the most apparently insignificant people and things, all belong to one or other of these three kinds of examiners. And there she says, endurance and plasticity, cheerfulness and fearlessness are the qualities specially needed for the examinations of physical nature. So we know Nishikanto, the great poet... So he had every possible disease in the body and Shivendra told him, your body is not ready. If you come to this yoga, you will have lot of problems because of the pressure of the transforming force. But if you are outside, you will become a world-renowned kavi." So he says, anyways, if I am with Mahakali, why should I be worried? And he was like that. So once somebody in front of him was complaining about the knee pain, Nishikanto laughs and says, see, He's complaining of knee pain my whole body is an experiment of nature every possible illness so he said uh, he could endure bear even when he had a paralysis stroke people ask what do you want he said take me to mother let her feed be on totally fearless it's not the way to do it but if you are in that state whole night once he's is eating pot of rasgullah and writing poetry somebody complained mother called him Nishkanto. Now, this is not an example of suppleness, but fearlessness, which is needed for integral yoga. What? You were eating Rasgulla's whole night? Yes, mother. Why? Don't you know it is harmful? Yes, mother. <laughs> Why are you eating? Mother, you want a child of Mahakali to be afraid? Okay, go. <laughs> At the end of the story, okay, go. Now, you know, she would respond to the state. So, it's not, to be done, like he was like that, so he could do it. So endurance is required. Endurance, fearlessness, suppleness, suppleness, plasticity. Why? Because fan, people get so much worked up. Oh it is hot, oh it is hot. Forget about you know, oh it is so cold, oh it is raining so much. Cyclonic weather, it's okay. Endure, be plastic, adapt yourself. Cheerfulness to always be cheerful regardless of Amrit having heart attack. Somebody goes and asks him, very serious and solemn, what Amrit? Have you ever hurt you have got a heart attack? What is the problem? No, no, my sweetheart is giving me some trouble. <laughs> That's how one should be cheerful. It's the salt of sadhana. Somebody going through many difficulties says, oh, God has taken my resolve very seriously. <laughs> He's perfecting it through blows. So this cheerfulness, plasticity are part of that. Then since we are at it, aspiration, trust, idealism, enthusiasm and generous self-giving for spiritual examinations. Are you really holding on to the ideal? It could be an ideal of love. It could be the ideal of sacrifice. Generosity doesn't matter. Hold on to it. So they will come and test. Till the last minute Vigilance, sincerity and humility For the examination from hostile forces But then she says something very important To conclude a final piece of advice Never set yourself up as an examiner Let me see this fellow Whether he is really a So called budding yogi or not Let me say something Prick something And see how he responds So the mother says Never do that For while it is good to remember constantly that one may be undergoing a very important examination, it is extremely dangerous to imagine that one is responsible for setting examination for others. Extremely dangerous. That is the open door to the most ridiculous and harmful kinds of vanity. It is the supreme wisdom that decides these things and not the ignorant human will. So then she defines some of these. Wideness. Wideness and plasticity go together. So she describes, always take upon yourself all the necessities of progress and resolve them in the ecstasy of unity, then you will be defined. See how she explains wideness. What is narrowness? If I do meditation every day, two hours I will progress. What is wideness? I am walking through life and anything I can use to get close to the divine. See how she has defined wideness, <laughs> something remarkable. Wideness is not about reading this philosophy, that philosophy, making a mishmash, kichadi. And giving a scholarly lecture, that is not wideness, that is chaos, confusion, if anything. Wideness is everything you pick up that divine element. Be it democracy, be it um, uh, dictatorship, capitalism, communism, everywhere you pick up that. And plasticity is always ready for the progress demanded. And the demand for progress is everywhere, through everything. Anything happens which we don't like, to turn it into an opportunity, to turn that difficulty and challenge into an opportunity for progress. Not for shunning, not for cutting off that, no, 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 I don't want this. But to turn it into a means for progress. Plasticity, that which can easily change its form is plastic. Figuratively, it is suppleness, the capacity to adapt to circumstances or necessities. You know, one can get so attached. Once somebody was telling me, Oh, you know this sadhak, 50 years he has never moved out. So I said, that may be a kind of incapacity. It's not, not something great. You may not move out, that's okay. It's a choice. But this does not indicate that you are deeply rooted. It may be because of incapacity. It may be because you don't feel the need. But if there is a need for her work, that's perfectly fine. That's what she told to someone who said, Mother, I want to be here. I don't want to go elsewhere for the work. She said, that's what everybody wants. So who will do my work? If everyone wants to just be here. So that's plasticity. The capacity to adapt to circumstances or necessities. Simple way of developing is travel meet people, live in their houses. (laughs) I tell you, you will develop plasticity. None of your routine, your way of life, your outer demands will be met. Save no choice. And if you are doing it for mother's work, it's an excellent opportunity. Look at Swami Vivekananda, how he could go and, you know, just adapt to those circumstances. So these are the, when I ask you to be plastic, I mean not to resist the divine with the rigidity of preconceived ideas and fixed principles. At one place she says, Oh, these fixed moral principles. I will eat only this, I will not do this, I will not I'll do only that. She says, I'll wear only this colour cloth. What does it matter? Is the divine going to see our cloth and say, Oh, he wears always white, now he must be a wonderful person. Is he going to be even bothered about it? <laughs> For all we know, he will say, what is show and sham? Just walk away. That's what is plasticity. Be before the divine as a child, ready to make the progress needed. Not to have preconceived ideas. But even today, you see, human beings are so much carried away by these ideas. The moment they see a sadhu with this thing and, oh, you know, his monk from here and there. What does it matter? It's other side is, you know, he has come from America. He may be a truck driver who doesn't understand anything about anything, but speaks English, which you can't understand. So what's the big deal? But all these preconceived ideas, oh, look at that fellow, how, what an uncouth, how he is dressed. He may be realizing his soul within. The illiterate, uncouth farmer may be a realized being. So all these preconceived ideas, Once there was, uh, in US, there was a talk and there was a man, again I wouldn't name. Has made a big name in psychological, these things. Uh, Big name means self-promotion. All the big names come like that. If you quote somebody like that. So, he was speaking about psychic being and it was rubbish actually, if you ask me. So, after his talk, I asked questions. I said, none of this is true. Somebody, oh, you are questioning me. I said, I have nothing about him or me. It's about the truth that one is representing you are giving a talk on something which is completely mental you have no idea about what you are speaking and yet it is about psychic being people are like that what can you do so but you know this kind of preconceived idea so because somebody is all these about yoga you can't ever understand that's why krishna is exiled from vrindavan <laughs> yet he dwells in the heart of creatures yog yogeshwar the author of the, the, the one who gave this wonderful Gita to mankind. The physical being and physical consciousness must be very plastic to be able to lend themselves to all the necessary changes so as to be one way one day, another way the next and so on. Remember? Bhajan. Karna fakiri fir kya rehna ji. Today you make me sleep on the floor I am happy tomorrow you give me nice cozy bed I am happy if I have garland of pulse I will put it in my moti my lover has given me why not but if tomorrow there is nothing not, nothing to braid my ears I will let it flow this is plasticity and such people find the divine Supramental plasticity is an attribute of finally transformed matter. The supramental body which has to be brought into being here has four main attributes. Lightness, adaptability, plasticity and luminosity. See, so important, even at the physical level. Supramental plasticity will enable it to stand the attack of every hostile force which strives to pierce it. Why? Because preconceived idea, oh, corona is coming, I am going to die. You have plasticity, oh, this is what has happened, doesn't matter. I have time to call the mother, you know, during that isolation period. Two ways people responded, oh my God. Others say, oh my God. <laughs> One was with fear, another was with love. I have got a time, I wanted this quality time with the divine. So you see, that's plasticity. It will present no dull resistance to the attack, but will be on the contrary so pliant as to nullify the force by giving way to it to pass off. It's not resisting, oh, I'll fight. No, it will pass off. It won't touch you. Thus, it will suffer no harmful consequences and the most deadly attacks will leave it unscathed. Then she describes mental plasticity as indispensable for true knowledge not to be stuck even in a book or a scripture that's what the Gita says Shabd Brahmati Vartate and Shubindu speaks of that books are excellent helpful to make us grow but ultimately you have to realize these things within your own soul so to go beyond all scriptures written and spoken not like by discarding them but taking them as Amrit and then going to the one from where the Amrit has come so Mental plasticity. Otherwise, we have systems of knowledge, dwaitvad. So I'll see everything with dwaitvad. Somebody asked me once, "Is Surbindu's yoga dwaitvad, adwaitvad, visistadwaitvad?" I said, "Oh yeah." Or Char vad, bol do. He said, "What do you mean?" I said, He's beyond all vad <laughs> vivad How can you tie something like yoga into these terms? Yoga is infinity. It opens you to infinite. By the very fact that one practices yoga, you cannot tie him to any system of philosophy or all the systems. You will see them all as, each one as an incomplete expression of some deep profound truth. But the truth is wider than all these expressions. The moment you tie it, it's advaita. I am a practitioner of advaita. That see, that's what see, Ramakrishna had to one day, you know. He was asked to even remove the image of Kali. He said, this I cannot do. He said, you won't get ultimate liberation till you do that ultimate knowledge which comes through that. And then she says, energy of a plastic mind, these are all flaws, does not draw back from any effort to progress. So plastic mind doesn't say, oh this is very difficult. It says, I'll read, 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 read till ultimately something of it seeps into my thick, dense skull and brings beauty and light. Physical plasticity, one of the important conditions for transformation. So that's why she says, every time you meet a hardship, take it as a grace. And indeed it will turn out to be so. All these hardships come to give us training in faith, endurance, Plasticity, cheerfulness, surrender. How else can the consciousness be trained? If the divine way just to make our life comfortable, that means he has abandoned the plan of progress in us. He doesn't want us to make us suffer, that's true. But suffering is the attitude we take. He doesn't come. If he creates difficult outer conditions, he's not trying to tell us, look here, unless you suffer. No, no, no. He is saying that. My child, this is the challenge. Come, I'll hold your hand and make you leap through it. But instead we start complaining, grumbling, close to the divine grace and say, Oh, why did you do this? Then it's our attitude that makes us suffer. Divine doesn't want us to make us suffer. So all these difficult conditions are only to help us make the needed progress.